0: This is Terrio Media.
1: You no, know, When I started my, my, my training company for the agents, I had one campaign that, that we taught people. And as we look at it now, we have like 16 or 17 campaigns that work really, really well. Uh, you've got to consistently evolve your message.
0: Hello, I am Matt Terrio of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, and this is Thought Leader Thursday. Today, I'm joined by a serial entrepreneur and founder of Real Estate Marketing University, an online media training company. He is known to be a maverick leader and an innovative marketing strategist, unafraid to lead companies in new directions. So please help me welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, Mr. Grant Wise. Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, you Ben, I'm excited to have you here as well. And, you know, we've got a mutual friend that introduced us. And uh, she said, you got to have her on the show. He's a total badass. And I was like, okay, cool, if you say so. And then since, I've seen some of your ads running on Facebook, of which have me even more excited to talk to you. And uh, we'll get into your business and what you're up to today. But before we do, let's talk about what you were doing just prior to your business of real estate lead generation.
1: So... Prior to, uh, man, it's a good story. So I I went into business for myself when I was like nineteen. I uh, I never understood the concept of exchanging my time for money. You know, going to a job and getting paid eight dollars an hour. So I think I had one job my entire life. Uh, I, I was always the guy that was going to go out and and figure something out on my own. And I when I was nineteen I. Had, tore my elbow out playing a little college baseball for the the second and third surgery and i kind of decided that baseball taking a little more for me i was ever going to get back and i came home and my parents uh, typical i think that was right in that perfect time to say you know if you don't go to college and get a degree you're never going to amount to anything (laughs) neither of which neither parent had a college degree so i i didn't understand it but i uh (laughs) I, uh, I played into it, you know, for one more semester at least and failed my second consecutive uh, semester of history. Uh, I just I had zero business being in a classroom. And so mm-hmm. I jumped out into the entrepreneurial world, bought my father's little construction company from him and just kind of took off. And, you know, I didn't grow up with uh, a lot of the, the greatest guidance. I didn't grow up. Nobody taught me how to balance a checkbook. Nobody taught me this from that. And, you know, I slept on a couch in a garage most of my life. And so, uh, as this young kid that's now making a ton of money, I thought I had kind of figured life out uh, as most 20, 21-year-olds do, I think. And um, started making a ton of money and and started having a lot of fun. And unfortunately, uh, started making a ton of horrible decisions. And it just led me down a path of some beautiful destruction and uh, it gave me a lot of opportunity to learn. And so, In all of that, I had, you know, four or five construction businesses at the time. Uh, Somebody came to me and said, Hey man, we want you to start a real estate company with us. And um, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm really good at starting businesses. Let's do this. And uh, started a company. We started, we launched this real estate brokerage. And uh, our thing was, you know, we, we pay our agents hundred percent commission. It was a, it was a pretty unique model and it was a, it was a cool model. It was a fun business, dedicated my life to it and burned a couple businesses to the ground because of it. And, uh, after about two years, um, I've basically given up everything for this this business. The the people that we brought in to help fund it, they came to me and they said, man, we think that you're the reason this company is not nearly as successful as it could be and we want you to leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I own 51% of this business. Why don't you guys leave? Like, I don't, yeah. don't want to get out of here. Like, I, I dedicated my life to this thing. And you know, I sat back for a couple of days, and I just thought about it. And I said, "You know what? I'm the youngest person in this business by three times my age. Nobody thinks I knows what, that I know what I'm doing. Nobody's listening to me about using social media to grow their business. Everybody's laughing at me." I said, "You know what? Screw this. I'm going to go where I'm appreciated, not where I'm tolerated." And that's what I did. I, I took a step back. It was—I'll never forget—it it was August 13, 2014. I was asked to leave. Signed over all the legal rights to everything. A week later, and September first, two thousand and fourteen, I launched my little social media boot camp program. So I had like twenty five bucks to my name. My my then girlfriend now wife jokes that she's the one that loaned me the money uh, for the day because yeah, I was bankrupt, legally bankrupt, and uh, I put out a Facebook ad, and it was pretty cool. A couple of days later, somebody bought my thousand dollar boot camp from me, and. I learned a ton in in a really short time frame. I learned that I was still a valuable person, like even though I'd made mistakes and messed up and 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 people didn't like me, I still had value. And I learned that I could acquire customers for twenty five bucks. So I was like, oh, okay, well this this works. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: we uh, we launched, you know, kind of that first year. It was it was so cool because the first person that I ever did business with, she sold forty eight houses her first year working with me, and every agent that we touched just month in, month out, you know, within about six to eight months, they were making six figures in income in real estate and residential sales. And so I was like, man, this is awesome. I got to, I got to like take this big. And so December 2015, we really launched, uh, you know, Modern Agent Mastery, which was a course designed to teach agents how to use Facebook ads. And uh, we, we grew to now we're 1,500 students internationally and have just built a, a awesome company, uh, helping agents understand how to generate leads but I kept getting asked, you know, all along the way, like, can you help real estate investors? Can you help real estate investors? Can you help investors? Man, we're getting killed in direct mail. We're getting killed here, killed there. And the margins aren't as good as they used to be. And I pushed the opportunity off, off for a long time because I'm a huge proponent of focus. Like I, I learned my mistakes in trying to to spread myself too thin and grow too fast and do too much. And push it off for a long time. But about a year ago, I got into a place where I was like, you know what, I got the time now, I can focus a little bit more of my attention in, in doing something different. And uh, that's what I did. I, I, we started testing a lot of the different things that investors could do. And after about two or three months, as cheesy as it sounds, we always say we, we kind of cracked the code a little bit. And we started generating investor leads, motivated seller leads for around $8 to $12 a lead. And started generating pre-booked Motivated Seller Appointments, which is very sexy, obviously, for uh, anywhere from $20 to $60 an appointment, and it was, it was amazing. So we, we kind of launched it off and, and really started doing it full stream, and we've helped a ton of investors, but uh, that's kind of how I, I, I fell into to the, to the world of, of lead generation and teaching people how to generate leads, and um, you know, just had a blast and learned a lot and uh, pumped for, for where it's headed.
0: Got it. Well, gosh, that that whole explanation killed about three of my questions, so. I'm
1: sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that's perfect. We're very efficient around here. Um, Yes. So I know that uh, you worked primarily, you got started working with real estate agents and Mm -hmm. you've made a a transition and started to pay attention to real estate investors. Um, You know, one of the uh, misconceptions out there, I think, is people think there's a lot of overlapping responsibility or duties or just, you know, what, what they do between real estate agents, real estate investors. And, you know, I've been an agent and I'm an investor and I know that not to be the case by any means, but one place where they do have a lot of similarities is they have to go out and generate their own business, right? They have to generate their own leads. Um, typically they're looking for two different types of people. Um, so I'm curious with uh, the marketing strategies that you have in place and, and what you teach and what you do for your clients, What's the nuances there? What what make what's differentiates those two approaches to generating leads? Uh,
1: really, it's the consumer. It's not the investor. It's not the agent. It's 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 the the mindset of the consumer. You know, there's three basic consumer levels of awareness when it comes to making those types of decisions. And when you look into the mindset of the consumer, you realize you know there's a there's a huge difference in somebody that's going to sell their house retail and somebody that's going to sell their house to an investor. And in a lot of cases it stems from some type of major life event which is bankruptcy it's pre-foreclosure it's divorce it's parental loss and so when you when you dig into that and you you really start analyzing the the prospect that's where you you kind of visualize and you can see the the biggest strategic difference you know the things that we would say to somebody that that needs to sell their house now for cash is absolutely different than somebody in a market like this that can sell for sixty seventy eighty thousand dollars over asking on on any given day of the week mm-hmm. you know it's just two completely different messages there's 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 obviously maybe overlap in the fact that that both prospects want to sell, but there are there are completely totally night and day when it comes to the reasons that they they want to sell or the reasons they must sell. So this is the that's the biggest thing that that we've really seen. And I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make in trying to, you know, market here or market there is not getting to know the consumer. Um, just just trying to throw some stuff out there and, and hope that it works. Uh, you've really got to dive into the mind of the person that you're trying to do business with, and you got to understand everything about them. And and that that's what we did. We we spent more time analyzing the prospect than we ever did. Doing, you know, once we figured out the prospect, the Facebook ads part of it was very easy. The funnels were easy. The emails were easy. The 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 follow up, the branding, like every everything was was simple. But uh, you got to study the mindset of the consumer.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's pretty much. You know marketing one oh one you have to know who your customer is and you have to know what they want right and then you start crafting a message that gives them what they want hundred right
1: marketing is messaging, but you got to know who the hell you're talking to if you exactly if you want to there and then make any type of difference
0: so your service do you guys you know you mentioned a course and then you mentioned what you do, so do you have kind of two levels of service one where you teach people how to do it and then another portion where you actually do it for them
1: uh yeah, we absolutely do we um I'm an educator man. I love self-educated in in a lot of ways, um, and and love being able to pour back into people and add value and and help mm-hmm. people understand how to do that. I think there is is such a just an, an insanely cool value to knowing how to do what you need to do to go out and grow your business because you never know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. If you're paying rent instead of owning, you know it's sometimes it's not the best situation. And so, Uh, you know, we love to lead with education, but so many investors are are like me. They want to exchange their money for money, not their time for money. And so we predominantly in the investment space have more of a service that we offer that, you know, we generate leads for investors or generate appointments for investors where they can kind of sit back and and stay in their lane and and we can stay in ours. Cause you know, like I was saying earlier, there, there's so much focus that needs to take place to be a wholesaler or to be a flipper or, or to be whatever type of investor you might find yourself being. And so when you, when you, Tack on that you know being a Facebook marketer as well it it sometimes it can it can get busy. I can argue both sides of this because I believe you're a marketer before you're anything because if nobody knows who you are what you do and and why you do it, you're never going to get to do the investing part of the business. Um, but there's a lot of predominantly most of our, our student-based client base is in a, in a point where they're working to create leverage more than than attempting to learn a new skill. So we absolutely will teach and educate you, but uh, on the flip side of that, we'll, we'll generate leads for you. We'll generate appointments for you any day of the week.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm all about convenience and leverage. So yes. uh, <laughs> I'd rather have you just do it for me. Yep. So with that said, you can generate an actual appointment with a motivated seller for 60 to 80 bucks. Um, that,
1: that, that's, that's raw cost, you know, um, cost? and that's not necessarily in every market. Some markets it's it's 200 bucks, 300 bucks at raw cost and some markets it's, it's, we had somebody get a get a motivated seller for uh, $34 in New Jersey, right? So it, it, it variates from market to market and I think everybody right. probably knows the lead in Tulsa, Oklahoma is not nearly as uh, valuable as the lead in San Diego, California. So there, there's major differences I think from market to market. Uh, and that's raw cost. That's you doing it yourself. Uh, when it comes to us doing it, obviously there's some service fees that are built into the the cost per lead or the cost per appointment, but we are, man. We're seeing some insane numbers where most people are trying to get, you know, a, a lead from a, a $7,000 mail drop where they're getting less than 1% response rates, or they're they're trying to get a lead from $150 uh, in PPC. We, we're seeing actual pre-booked name, email, phone number, physical address, and a time to meet, uh, it, all you got to do is pick up and conf- pick the phone up and confirm the appointment. It's been pretty powerful to watch for sure.
0: Sure. That's nice. So, I mean, even at 400, 500 bucks an appointment, that's, that's still a really cool. remarkable it's deal, cool. right? Compared to everything else out there. So, um, I mean, obviously if, if that's what you're doing and these are closing, then you're having no shortage of clients and no one's, but I, but I know that's, that almost came out wrong. What I'm trying to say is that, uh, you know, a lead, they, they vary in their, their intensity and the timing of when it's actually going to close. And then there's the other big variable is the investor or the person that's going out on the appointment themselves.
1: And and what are some of the, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I was just saying and their ability to
1: close that deal.
0: Totally. Totally. So I was, I was kind of seeing, um, what are the the biggest mistakes you see people making when they say go out on those appointments and they don't get the deal?
1: It's because you're too obsessed over the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think obs- investors especially can get too wrapped up in numbers. It's just a numbers game, numbers, 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 numbers. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to realize that, that people are people. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see is investors picking up the phone, trying to close a lead in less than five minutes on an appointment. When what you are actually, if you sit back and think about it, forcing someone to do is admit the reality of their situation which is, damn, I did just get a divorce. I did just go bankrupt. I did just lose my parents. Mm -hmm. And you've got this schmuck sitting here trying to get me to sell them the last part of whatever, you know, I might be holding on to. And so, I think if if you sit back and you look at it, the the least relevant topic of conversation is the house that you're you're going to be buying. The most relevant topic of conversation is who are you, what are you, why are you, what's going on. Let me tell you my story, man. I, I've been I've been bankrupt. I, I know exactly what you're going through. I've lived through this, man, and I, I want to give you some pointers and teach you how to get through this. Um, and, and so I think that the biggest pivot that can be made is is you know stop trying to buy houses and start trying to build relationships. And you will be just absolutely blown away at how many more houses you buy. I never had wholesaled a deal in my entire life, but I was getting a lot of kickback. Obviously, you know when you sell somebody, you can generate a seller lead for eight eight bucks. There's a little barrier of BS, like no, you can't, you can't do that. It's not possible, whatever. And so I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my own strategies. I've never wholesaled a deal my entire life. I'm gonna go buy a house. So put out a Facebook ad less than $150 in ad spend. I bought a house for $40,000. I had to call my buddy to tell me how to fill out the contracts. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. bought the house for $40K, sold it for $52,500 50 a week later, profited $10,802 after expenses, title expenses and, and marketing expenses. And it just proved that you, you, you don't need all the, the mail campaigns. You don't need to, 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 to hard sell somebody. I walked in that $40,000 house, guy was wearing no shirt, and his brother and him, he were fighting and, you know, there had to be a cop there for me to talk to, to anybody about the property. And, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of the day, I sat, my, I sat myself down on that crusty old couch and I just built a relationship with this guy. And we talked about hunting in Iowa, we talked about Harley Davidsons, we talked about anything he wanted to talk about. And it made the sales process, the closing process, really easy to where they, they you know, even admitted what they wanted out of the, the deal, which was better than I was even, you know. Uh, you know, it was less money than I was going to offer. So it's, it's, it's just fascinating what happens when you stop trying to close deals and you start trying to build relationships. Uh, you know, people are people, man. And, and you got to realize when you jump on the phone, you're asking them to admit that their life's in shambles. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the fact. And right. so I think that's the biggest strategic mistake that I see for sure. That's
0: just good old fashioned rapport building
1: hundred oh, percent. Right? It's, it's, totally. it's, it's good old mm-hmm. stuff that most people have, have, have lost, like you yep. have lost touch with.
0: Yeah. I've been on a big push lately. That's your, your people skills is what pays the bills more than anything else in this business. So absolutely super. So lead generation, it's always been a big business. People are always willing to pay and, and looking to pay for convenience and just getting the result. Um, I think with the market is moving in the direction, shifting in the way that it's shifting right now. Like lead generation is even in, in greater demand, so there's a lot of competition out there for, for you and, and in that circle or that business. What's one piece of bad lead generation advice you see out there that just kind of drives you crazy?
1: I I think that the the bad lead generation advice that I'm seeing right now is that you need to dial for dollars and you need to send mail and you need to do that. And and usually when somebody says, hey man, it's not working, what's the, the proverbial response? Do more of it, go, go knock more doors, go, knock, go call more people. And e- even if Facebook ads weren't working the way that they were working for us right now, um, it, it's still horrible advice because when you look at the fact that it's 2018 and if you take a high level investor and, and somebody knocks on his door, what's he gonna do? he's probably not even gonna answer the the, 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 the door, right? Mm-hmm. He, you take an investor, he gets cold called every day to sell some product to help his investment business, he's likely not even gonna answer the phone. And, right. and so you, you look at the fact that most investors throw away every single shred of junk mail they get in their inbox, why is my question. Why are you recommending something that you hate? Something that you're so inconvenienced with, you won't mess with yourself. Something that you literally shred up and throw in the trash and telling people to do more of it. Is it because you get compensated more? I don't understand this, this, this theory any, any longer. Like, look, it's 2018. People like to be marketed to a different way. So stop trying to fight and, and save a traditional form of marketing that is dead who on earth can really get that jacked up about a less than uh 0.00 whatever percent response rate on direct mail. It's just absurd to me that uh, somebody can push that kind of advice knowing how much it works. But I, I, I believe, and not to knock any investment guy out there, it's just because there haven't been that many more options. Yeah. PPC is great, right. but it's buck fifty to $200 a lead. Right. Yeah. Right there are other things out there, but there's not necessarily been anything that's come about that has worked that well. And I am an, in no way, shape or form saying that I'm the white knight and I'm the, I'm the guy that's going to save it all. Cause that's, that's, I think that's totally petty. And, and I, I don't believe that. I just, you know, looking at what we've done, we've gotten to know the consumer. We've, we've, we've created four or five angles that work very well. And in, in, in most any market that we've tested and, and are running ads for people, we're getting great results. Um, uh, I'm not trying to hype anybody up and and, and and then knock anybody down. It's just, you know, stop pushing messaging that it, you know doesn't work and that quite frankly, if somebody did it to you, you wouldn't respond to uh, in, in your own regard. So why, right. you know?
0: I think you're certainly onto something. I think the, the um, society, just the customer, they get a little bit more savvy, you know, as time goes on. And you can even see it just with each little platform or or new trick or technology or approach out there. You can see it in copywriting. You can see it in even like Facebook messenger bots and stuff like that. Like the the market or the customer gets smart really, really quickly and they're getting smarter, faster and faster to where you've got this small little window where this one little thing works. Right. And I think you're, you're right with the, with direct mail. I mean, it still works for us. But the response rate certainly is nowhere near what it used to be for us, um, right? So but I that, can see yeah, it that's how
1: that's how marketing products work. I mean, direct right. worked for really good, really, 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 good, really good for a long time. And, but so did TV advertising, right? And that's why you know so, much, so many people have made so much money on Seinfeld. But at the end of yeah. the day, it's the evolution of marketing, the evolution of sales, is that you've. Certainly. Consistently got to be looking and and consistently got to be evolving the way that you do things and the way you do business. And Mm -hmm. uh, you're right, the consumer does wise up real fast. No pun intended to what you're you're marketing to them. It's just it's just the facts and. To, to really uh, pay attention to those types of things, which is why we consistently, you know, when I started my my, my training company for the agents, I had one campaign that, that we taught people. And as we look at it now, we have like 16 or 17 campaigns that work really, really well. Uh, you've got to consistently evolve your message. Uh, right. Because people. I think will.
0: innovation, uh, tracking and measuring, and then yeah. evolving and innovating is, are, are key to marketing. And it always has been. That's, that hasn't changed.
1: Always has been and always will be. That's just 100%.
0: Totally. Cool, let's get um (coughs) excuse me. Uh Grant, let's get really let's get practical. What's one actionable piece of advice you could give to the audience to start generating more leads for themselves?
1: I I think that you've got to understand if you're gonna go off and do this yourself, you just need to educate yourself more more so around the prospect and who it is that you want to do business with. I mean, that's just key. And when you understand the intricacies of what somebody's going through their pains. Uh, their struggles and how you can solve those problems. It gets really, really simple to craft a message uh, to market to those people. But if you, if you pay attention to this one distinct thing, and that is that you know, direct mail campaigns still work to an extent, because of the message, because of the offer, because of what you're putting out there. The only thing that's getting hurt in this situation is how many people are actually looking at your direct mail. Okay. The only thing I ever did was took what worked offline and brought it online. Uh, and, and so if you look at your direct mail, how can you take what that says and make a Facebook post out of it? I mean, it's just as simple as that. It's not rocket science. It's just, I'm going to take what that postcard says, and I'm going to put that on Facebook and then get really good at, at targeting. Uh, you know, the messages are important, but that's been proven time and time again over the last several decades by what's worked offline. Mm-hmm take what you're doing offline and bring it online and then target it to the right type of person. Whether that is geo-targeting a specific neighborhood, you know, typing in the address and just targeting the neighborhood or it's targeting a list of probates which you can upload a list, you can upload tax records, you can upload all that data into Facebook and they'll build audiences for you based on it. Target the right prospect with the right message and you will get interactions. You'll get leads, you'll get likes, you'll get comments, you'll get shares. And, you know, if, you, if you're just starting out, you've got to interact with all that. You know, you know, having a good direct marketing campaign in Facebook, great. Having a good dialed in sales process on the back end of that, Paramount to the success of lead, you know, lead generation in any capacity. If you mm-hmm. you're going to get somebody that's going to call you from a direct mail campaign, you you got to know how to handle that lead. It's no different than Facebook ads. You, if uh, if you get a good lead from Facebook, you you still have to know how to handle the situation, what to say, and how to build rapport and how to close that person on the relationship, and then how to how to inevitably get that appointment booked. So if you're trying to figure out like how can I go out and and take what Grant says and apply it. Take A, what's worked offline, okay, Mm -hmm. craft the same message online, and then B, who do I need to target? Pay attention to the types of things that these types of prospects are searching right now and they're talking about bankruptcy, divorce, foreclosure, uh, they're, they're more than likely looking at, at appraisals. They're, they're, they're looking at Zillow, trying to figure out how much their home's worth, what, you know, some estimate sites. Just pay attention, jump into the mind of the consumer. Stop thinking like an investor, think like a consumer and, right. um, and craft a message that you know that would resonate and target it to the right person.
0: Cool. Advice right on point. I like it. Hey, Grant, uh, we're almost out of time. If someone wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, best way to do that is just go to my website, likegrantwise.com, L-I-K-E grantwise.com. Uh, you can connect with me there. You can see about our various programs. Uh, you know, connect with me on Facebook. I would love to meet you. We'd love to answer your questions. We'd love to interact with you, add value any way that I can.
0: Super. All righty. Well, thanks for being here. Let's do it again.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: Cool. You bet. All righty. I'm Matt Terrio. God bless to your success. I'll see you next week for another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. Take care.